Please listen carefully. Well, hello again, and welcome to whatever the fuck number podcast episode this is. It has been a slice, um, and I haven't recorded an episode since, shit, September, and it is currently almost Christmas, so that's a little bit of a jaunt, but if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know that I started this and Lemon Soul in general as a no-obligation project that I did out of the love and passion from my heart and not because I was trying to push out and my cat is meowing already. <laughs> it's uh, It wasn't ever meant to be a I'm going to push out an episode every single week uh, kind of thing. So with that being said, I will uh, not apologize for taking a few months off from doing the podcast. Uh, in all honesty, I was relatively sick over the summer, um, mid late August. Uh, and then I moved. I picked up all my things and moved into a new place. And that kind of took over my life and has taken over my life for the last uh, little while. Um, podcast gear in storage doesn't really make for good podcasting etiquette. I also have two episodes that I recorded in August that I never got to, so those will be on their way shortly as well. But I wanted to hop on for a solo episode, kind of just just to check in with everybody and say what's up and kind of get caught up with uh, what has been going on Lemon Soul-wise. So I put out a little poll online to see what you guys might be interested in hearing me chat about uh, for my first episode back. And as it turns out, there is some relative interest in the labyrinth. And if you don't know what that is, you probably don't follow me on Instagram yet. Um, but in addition to moving to this new location, uh, adopting two beautiful furry little kittens, um, I launched a new business after unloading my storage room. Uh, I I have antiqued and thrifted and vintage shopped and, you know, done all that stuff for many years. Most of my weird art uh, is an eclectic collection of weird random things I have uh, found at thrift stores and antique shops over the years. And having moved and open, opened my storage uh, room, I found a lot of things that I just didn't have a place for or that I just wasn't really in love with anymore. Um, they have been in storage for about two to three years, so it was like opening fucking Pandora's box, which was really cool. Um, all the weird things uh, I have collected over the years. However, it kind of turned into like a what the fuck am I going to do with all this shit type of deal. And... Um, it, it honestly wasn't even at that point that I thought about doing a business. It was just kind of a like, what the fuck kind of moment. And then I started decorating. I started putting my space together and realizing that while I had several items that I didn't want anymore, I was still itching for new things. And when I say new, I mean new antiques or new thrifted or new vintage items, you know. I was itching to decorate my place with things with a history, things with a story, things that were weird, things you can't fucking find at 
HomeSense or Winners or wherever you're, the hell you guys shop for your interior design, which to be honest, like no shame. I actually also have stuff from those stores as well. But generally speaking, um, some of the weird shit that I have found over the years is not going to be found at a big box store. And in the age of COVID, a lot of online businesses had sprouted up on Instagram. And I had been noticing the array of vintage shops that were doing resale on Instagram. Um, However, I could not find a single one in my area of Windsor, Ontario. Um, That was my aesthetic. That was my style. So my weird, strange, more Victorian, ornate, uh, dark aesthetic was something I was looking for and couldn't find. And it was at that point, I kind of put two and two together of, well, I have a bunch of stuff that I don't want anymore. Uh, and also I can't find the place that I want to buy new things from. So we had to create what didn't exist and then became the labyrinth. Uh, and the labyrinth, it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of an overnight uh, ordeal. I was driving to get lunch um, for work, and I called my mom on the phone. And I said, "What do you think about Lemon Sold?" Because we were trying to come up with a name for the business, and obviously, I wanted to relate it back to Lemon Soul and you know incorporate that community because Lemon Soul is everything that I am, and this is you know just an extension of me. So. I wanted to incorporate lemon soul into it. So I was trying to come up with, you know, something um, smart or quirky relating to lemon soul. So I was like, what if I called it lemon sold? Um, We were like, yes, that's it. That's so great. What a genius idea. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to me talking myself up. Um, (laughs) And then I sat on it for like a few hours, maybe a day. And I was like, well, that doesn't really... A, that might confuse people. B, similarly to when I started Lemon Soul, the original name for Lemon Soul was part of the process. And in both instances, part of the process and Lemon Sold sounded really businessy, sounded really like processy, sold. I don't know. It just kind of sounded not fun. <laughs> um, and as an artist, it's important. You know, marketing, marketing is everything and branding is everything. And um that's kind of when I was like, well, I can't, I don't really want to call it lemon sold, but I can use that. I'll use it, you know, as a hashtag or whatever. And at, if you have shopped at the labyrinth, um, not in store, there's no store, but at, when I say at, I mean online on my Instagram page. Um, when I do sell things, I mark them as lemon sold. So I still got use out of, you know, the wordplay, uh, even though it didn't become like the ultimate business name. Um, and yeah, so then I started as I, you know, I did with Lemon So I started word bubbling and just writing down things. And I love alliteration. Uh, I come from a English, well, semi-English background. Uh, alliteration is everything. So Lemon Soul Labyrinth. Um, alliteration, for those of you that don't know, is basically when, uh, you know, the first letter of every word or every other word or fuck, whatever, I'm not an English major. I just love poetry and shit. So don't shit on me. Um, They're all the same. So like Lemon Soul Labyrinth, both L's. It kind of flows. It sounds good. Yada, yada, yada. All that bullshit. Um, And then, yeah. 
So Labyrinth actually was selected mostly because I was just Googling words that started with L so I could, you know, make a brand that sounded good with Lemon Soul. And the word Labyrinth came up and I was like, ooh, that sounds mysterious. It sounds confusing. Do people even know what a labyrinth is? Uh, and if you haven't ever seen Pan's Labyrinth, the movie, um, highly recommend. Great flick. Uh, watch that for the first time ever in like a film class in university. Uh, super weird. Super lovely. But yeah, labyrinth was just like this word that I connected to because I thought it sounded cool. So there's not really any fancy, you know, background behind it. Of course, I could sit here and I have, uh, you know, given it more of a meaning over time. You know, labyrinth is a maze, um, you know, different passageways down hallways and twists and turns. And, you know, essentially it is a fucking maze. Um, And, you know, we're all going through the maze of life and we're all going to end up, you know, at different spots and what we find along the way is important. All that bullshit. So, of course, I could sit here and ramble on about some deep meaning that I have given the labyrinth. But in all honesty, I just thought it sounded cool. Um, And it was good for marketing. If I ever, ever, you know, have a storefront or do something with the labyrinth, I want to set it up in a way that allows me to create a space that is one of a kind, that is different than just, you know, walking straight into a store and boom, 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 everything's there. I would love to set it up as a fucking maze. That's a whole other story. We're not going to get into that. Um, But that's kind of like, that's a, that's a life goal as of right now. Um, But if you guys know me, you know, I change my mind every couple months, couple years. So who knows, who knows how, who knows, who knows? knows how long labyrinth is going to last but for now I am absolutely loving it and just before I move on I think it is important in lemon soul fashion to discuss the sour part of doing this and even just starting a new business in general Um, but obviously it would be very easy for me to sit here and tell you that this happened overnight and it's so fun and I love it and it's easy and yada yada yada. While all those things are true, it's not easy, but while all those things are true that I love it and I suppose technically it did happen relatively overnight from idea to uh, like coming to fruition. Number one, the truth is that I have started and stopped um, a dozen of other small businesses uh, in my 20s. Um, I've ran a clothing line. I've done an art blog. I have uh, shot photography. I've done a couple other things that I have started and stopped, whether they were three months, six months, or a year old. And I learned a lot from the process. I learned, you know, how to get a business license and how to market online and how to deal with customers. I learned a lot of those things in the last couple years that made starting the labyrinth 10 times easier, but that doesn't discount the fact that I have spent hours collectively of my life crying, upset, hard done by, angry, uh, shamed, not shamed by anyone else, but just like guilt that I couldn't do something, that I failed at another business. I have spent those hours in the last decade um, 
starting and stopping several other small businesses. So when I sit here and say that labyrinth relatively happened overnight and the idea to the you know production of it happened relatively quickly, that's true because I've already fucked up so much in the past. <laughs> and I don't ever want like this part of my story to be the only part of my story. Like anything, there is a sour part and there, even in doing the labyrinth, even in coming up with this idea, I I came up with the idea and then it was like three or four hours later, I came home from work that day and I was crying because I was like, this is dumb. There's a reason it doesn't exist because no one likes this stuff. Who the fuck am I to say that I have any, you know, style opinion on home decor? What the fuck? Who am I? Why would anyone want to buy my shit? And I like genuinely was like really hard on myself. And it, you know, it was like um, very extreme one to the other, which is very natural to me, or it comes very natural to me, is that I got really excited about the idea. I came with the name. I was all excited, yada, yada. And then a few hours later, I crash and burn. And I'm just like, this is fucking stupid, Sierra. What, you're going to start another business? You're going to start another business that you're just going to fail at anyways? You're going to start this and then in two years it's going to be something else. Cool. No one gives a shit what you think. No one gives a shit how you decorate your house. Like, why? (laughs) this is so random. Why the fuck would anyone want to listen to this or watch this or do this or buy from you? And honestly, I almost didn't do it. Um, For all of those reasons. Because truthfully, who am I? But some random person who likes art and then later that night I was going out with a group of friends uh, who are other local business owners in the area and I kind of pitched them the idea I texted them earlier before we went out and I was like listen I have this idea that I want to talk to you guys about remind me to tell you all about it And I did that because I knew if I hadn't put myself out there to remind them to ask me about it, I probably would have never brought it up in person. And we were at Maiden Lane Spirits, and I pitched them the idea of the labyrinth. And their support was everything. And it is absolutely amazing what good support does for a budding idea. And I, it just makes me think and applaud all of those people that run small businesses or big businesses or follow their dreams that don't have support. Because honestly, yeah, maybe I would have done Labyrinth if it hadn't been for the support of my parents and my friends. But it met, made it 10 times easier and 10 times more fun um, when the people around me were like, fuck yeah, that's dope. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. You're right. (laughs) So a huge thank you goes out to my girls who gave me that support and pushed me to do it and thought it was a cool idea because it gave me that little extra bit of hope that maybe maybe it would be cool. Maybe it would be something. And truthfully, at the end of the day, whenever I have started a business or started an idea or a project, doesn't necessarily have to be a monetized business. It's just the idea of, so what if it fails? Like, so what? Literally, so what if it fails? 
all the businesses that I have gone through in the past, most people don't even know about them. So who the fuck cares? My dad always said that. He said that about getting good grades in school or when I was nervous about a project or a business. And so what? Like genuinely, so what? Who cares? And that's kind of where my fuck it mentality comes into play. And I think it's important to mention that, yeah, I have this fuck it mentality, but I'm a human and I still go through the motions of being fucking scared and like calling myself an idiot and thinking I'm a dumbass because I want to start some fucking home decor business. (laughs) But fuck it. After the tears and the questioning myself, you know, everyone goes through the motions and whether that's a day, a week, a month, a year of it, eventually you just have to say fuck it and do it because if you fail, who cares? There will be something else. Um, And now I've gone on this like life tangent, but I just really did want to talk about the sour part um, of doing this because Instagram, social media, it's very easy to just post the good, the fun, Uh, me running around like a crazy person finding cool antiques or vintage items versus me uh, on the floor in, in the morning before, you know, I go to work measuring items with the little daylight I have trying to take photos of like two items to get up um, the following week because I work during hours where it's daylight and I leave before it gets bright and I come home before it gets dark. So I don't know if I worded that right just now, but basically I work during the day and when I get home it's dark and before I leave it's dark. So I have very minimal hours to actually photograph um, the items. So that's usually left for weekends, but sometimes I mess up but it's easy to post the fun shit but it's important to talk about the sour shit so that's my little rundown of the sour part of how labyrinth came to fruition so yeah as the labyrinth has unfolded it uh it has become more fulfilling than anything has been in the last like little while when i mean a couple months like the podcasting is the same thing. It gives me that same energy, that same fuel, that same creativity, just in a different medium. Um, but the importance of doing the labyrinth, not really the importance, but the reason that I love it so much and the reason I love secondhand uh, vintage antiques, the reason I love this stuff is because, for one, it's if you find the right pieces, they're generally one of a kind. Um You can find things that no one else has. And I'm sure you guys can tell, I don't like to be like everyone else. Uh, I don't tend to follow the norm in almost any capacity of my life. So I think this is, you know, decor is just another one of those things where I'm like, I just want things to look different. When I was moving into this new space, I said on repeat before Labyrinth was ever even a fucking idea for like the year that we were renovating um, the space, I was like, I, I want to decorate it to look like an art gallery. I just want people to walk in and, um, you know, art is everywhere and everything is different. And you just, you know, at one point me and my mom discussed, uh, what if everything had a price tag on it and anyone who came over, you know, if you saw something you liked, you could take it. Um, obviously that is not the case. I love the items in my personal collection that are, you know, sitting out in front of me right now in my living room. Like, uh, 
these pieces aren't going to leave me. Um, maybe they will at some point, but you know, that thought of like, oh, what if everything in my house had a price tag on it and you could walk in and it'd be like a, an experience in an art gallery. Like that was a great idea a year or two ago. Um, but you know, in theory, great. Um, but in reality, not so much because I love the things that I do have in my personal collection. There's also that part of it, but if you can go into an antique store and go into a vintage store, I highly recommend it if you don't already. Um, it's it's just part of the hunt. It's the excitement of like, what am I going to find? And where has it been? Who made it? Who owned it? You know, what was it used for? Where what where has it been? I don't know. These things just excite me. I think um, there is something to be said about things with a past. And yes, I can walk into any other store and buy something off the shelf that is really cool. There are cool items. I have cool items in my house that are from Home Sense, that are from Winners, that are from Structube. You know, I have those things as well. So I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm just like shitting on you if you buy from a big box. I buy from a big box. Like who fucking cares? I just happen to also love antiques and vintage and secondhand. Um, And I love those things a little bit more, I will say. So it really is about the story. And I think that really relates back to how I live my life and the, the past that I have and the background that I have in film and Uh, poetry and writing stories. Um, Although I've never really been a huge reader, ironically, um, the story has always been really important to me. And I think as I sit here and kind of uh, reflect, it probably does have something to do with loving film and, you know, writing scripts and stuff. Um, There is just something so palpable about a good fucking vintage or antique item. As I'm looking around my living room, I'm getting excited. So yeah, that is a little bit about why I personally enjoy um, antiques and vintage um, decor, but I guess I'll talk just briefly about the process of the labyrinth and why I have chosen to do um, weekly item drops instead of just constantly posting items up for sale, and that is because I have a full-time fucking job. Um, I work for the family business and I do not have time to allocate constantly, um, thrifting and constantly at stores and constantly at estate sales and constantly searching. I don't have the time to do that necessarily. Um, I've spent many, a many hours, um, after work in the last, um, two months, month, month and a half, um, collecting things uh, almost every single night after work uh, when we were open before lockdown, um, was out looking, was out picking up, was out searching and hunting and it helped me build an inventory. Um, but uh, what I do that is different um, from other perhaps local or any um, online vintage stores, if you want to call it that, is that I do one drop a week six, nine, 12 items, depending on how funky free I'm feeling. Um, And I drop those items on Monday at 7am before I go to work. And those are the only items that I put up during the week. And honestly, it just helps keep me sane. It just helps me, um, you know, I photograph everything with the camera. 
and, and the, this is the behind the scenes that people don't realize I don't think and I didn't realize before I started doing this is how fucking time consuming it is um, on top of the fact that you're constantly driving around searching my gas in my car bill like those bills like those like I've spent so much gas money it's ridiculous um, but you're constantly picking up and moving things and then you're measuring every item that you're going to post and I photograph it at you know at least two angles and uh, in the recent like since the recent drop I have now been using a lemon um, to photo for scale um, because sometimes photos can be deceiving and that's just that's just you know how it is so even even just putting up the measurements isn't enough, like putting something to scale. So that's a third photo I have to take. And then I pop them on my computer and make sure this is the key is that they're not edited, like they're edited to make them look nice, but you can't edit something you're going to sell to look different than how it's going to look in real life. And I think that is something that's really important when you're um, shopping online especially for antique stuff, is that if there's filters on it, it can be sometimes disappointing when you show up to pick up an item and then it doesn't look the same color or shade of wood that you thought it did. So that's something that I've really had to pay attention to. And then you export and then I get the photos on my phone and then I write a little blurb for each of the one for each item and you got to price it. Again, you're filling in all the measurements. It's just very time consuming shit. I did not think about or realize when I started this Um, but with that all being said I fucking love doing this so much and doing the item drops um, each week is actually really exciting for me and uh, I can't stop I can't stop searching and hunting and finding things it is an endless uh, it's an endless ball of excitement for me Um, and I guess everyone so far has been enjoying it as well which has been like a really cool thing because I have always felt that my aesthetic is probably not everyone's cup of tea. Um, not in a bad way. I actually prefer it that way. Um, but I have been really wonderfully surprised to get the feedback that I have. So um, thank you to anyone that has shopped or not shopped, but you're just following along and enjoying the content and, you know, my slogan or whatever for right now anyways is um, the weird and wonderful and I think um, some people get confused because I've gotten a couple messages about like calling things weird weird is good to me weird is weird is wonderful Um, I have said since I was young I kind of like because I've always been a little bit different I always said to like other people and said to myself I've always said to myself in my head like if someone thinks you're weird just say thank you like that's a good thing in my books and if it's not a good thing in your books like that's fucking fine too but I think being weird is so wonderful um just as much as all these weird and wonderful vintage and antique items that I am looking at right now um so yeah that's a little bit of a rundown about the labyrinth so if you've enjoyed listening to me ramble and you have some curiosity in your cage check out uh lemon soul labyrinth on instagram also the labyrinth for short and uh yeah we're a week away to christmas so i have my final item drop i don't know when this podcast episode is gonna come out so that's weird but My last item drop is this week for 2020, so that's fucking rad, and uh, 
We'll see y'all in 2021. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you to everyone that has been checking in on when I'm getting the next podcast out. That has been like so heartwarming to know that people are missing the content. I'm excited to kind of get back rolling, even if it's just solo episodes for a little while. And then um, when I can find some more time to allot to guest episodes, those will be on their way as well. So have a great fucking day. And if you're not having a great day, that's okay too. Uh, We will see you next time. See ya.